The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 275. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get to take your questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforms.com and answer them here on the podcast. Before we jump into our question today, I want to talk about MCAT registration in the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Right now, it's the middle of May. Registration is open for July, August, and September. If you need to take your MCAT anytime right now, you need to go register. And right now is an interesting time because as we're recording this, and this is kind of time-sensitive information, so if you're listening to this in the future, ignore me. Hopefully, post-pandemic life is great. Uh, But the CDC just announced new guidelines, new guidance for vaccinated people. And so we don't know yet what Pearson is going to do, the testing center, what they're going to do. Are they going to have vaccinated testing times and unvaccinated testing times so that you can test without a mask and there's there's no kind of limits in social distancing in the rooms? We're not sure what's going to happen yet with that. So don't try to play that game and wait and see what Pearson does. Go and schedule the test as soon as you need to, as soon as you know you're ready to take it. If you're looking for some help with your MCAT, go to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for a free account where you get access to their amazing study planner tool, full length one. They have 10 full lengths. You get full length one as well as a half length diagnostic. Go check them out, blueprintmcat.com. So our question today revolves around post-back work and the course load required for that post back work for a non-traditional student who has work and family and other things going on. Our student says, hey, everyone, after being in the workforce for nine years post-undergraduate, graduated in 2012, I've decided to look into becoming a doctor. I've listened to tons of Dr. Gray's podcasts and realized that shadowing and clinical experience are imperative to making the decision. I've also realized that at some point I will have to complete a post-bac in order to bring up my cumulative GPA and prepare for the MCAT. Because of time constraints of a full-time job and family, I am leaning towards a do-it-yourself post-bac. The purpose of the post-bac is to prove academic competency which means getting as close to a 4.0 as possible. Somebody's been listening to me. That's amazing. That's a side tangent. Um, But I know that I cannot manage a full course load, four to five classes per semester. Is there a cutoff in terms of classes per semester that would be counterproductive to demonstrating competency? I know I need to take more than one class a semester, but if I only took two or maybe three classes per semester, would that still show competency? when balanced with everything else, work, shadowing, clinical experience, family, et cetera. Any opinions and suggestions are welcome. So great question. And this is such a dilemma for lots of non-traditional students, students who are coming from another career, students who have a family who need to go back and do a post-bac for whatever reason, whether they didn't take sciences to begin with, or they need to go and improve their their academic record, right? And 
academic enhancing program, a do-it-yourself program or a formal program. And so at the end of the day, the question is, what will it take to show that you are academically capable of doing well in medical school? And I agree, one class per semester probably isn't going to do it. Now, medical schools can see everything that you do. That's what your activity list is there for as well. Your activity list isn't just for, these are the medical things that I've done. The activity list is to show what you've been spending your time with. Now, obviously, having a family doesn't go in your activity list. So that's kind of a, a, a separate thing that is going to take time that probably won't show up on your application in a lot of areas. Now, it may potentially show up in a personal statement if there's something with your family that led you to want to be a physician, or maybe you have some activities around being part of the PTA or whatever that looks like that, that shows, hey, this person has a family. But your work and all of the other extracurriculars that you're doing are going to be in your application. Now, the question is, what's the difference between a traditional student who's going to school full-time, working part-time, doing all the extracurriculars as well, how is that different than a non-traditional student who's working full-time, getting extracurricular activities, studying for the MCAT, and and then also taking classes part-time? It's it's hard to quantify or qualify which one is harder, which one is, is more difficult. Obviously, having a family and being out in the workforce where potentially your the roof over your head and food on the table is is contingent on having that job, and there's the stress of that job, and especially a job in a non-traditional setting years out of medical school versus a job that you'll have while, while you're in undergrad, the level of stress potentially is a lot different. Your level of responsibility is potentially a lot different. But to the heart of this question is, how many classes do I need to take to show academic competency, right? Academic capability. And the answer is as many as you can do. Now, that answer is going to be different for every student who's on this non-traditional journey. If you feel like you can only take one class a semester to start out and then you increase to two or three, do that. I would rather you start than to wait for this perfect opportunity to say, okay, now I can take three classes. Okay, now I can take two classes. Because what inevitably happens is life gets in the way. And the one semester you thought you were going to start your post back work and take those three classes, your cat dies, your dog dies, your grandma dies, your grandpa dies. Something happens in your life that throws you for a loop and then you start to doubt whether you can truly take those classes. And then you go, well, you know what? I, I've already taken some time off to, to get to this point. I delayed starting that semester with this three, these three classes because that was the perfect time. And so what's one more semester? And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where it's three years later and you still haven't taken any classes. So I would prefer you start with as much as you can do right now with the idea that if you're starting with something like one class a semester, you know in the back of your head that that is not okay in the big picture. So start with one, 
get that working. Get your schedule down. How long does it take you to travel to campus? How long does it take you to study? How long does it do X, Y, or Z? Get your kids accustomed to, hey, mommy is studying, daddy is studying. I know this is something new. I usually, when I come home from work, this I, I'm here and I'm, I'm part of the family and I'm uh, paying attention to everyone, but mommy's back in school now and I need to study. Or that's not a part of your life and you put your kids to bed and then you study. Find those habits, find those routines, especially when you have a lot of stuff going on in your life and and start. Again, don't try to line everything up to be perfect and then start. Just start and start with one and go from there and build and build and build. And hopefully by the end, you're able to take three classes a semester, maybe even four classes a semester because the schedule works, because your study habits work, because your family's prepared, your significant other, your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, is supporting you and understands what they need to do to support you. Just start. Yes, you got it, right? You know that one class a semester is not good enough the question is, is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Does it have to be five? There's there's no easy answer to that because every student comes with a different level of ability to take classes. When you're a non-traditional student, you have much more on your plate and admissions committees can see that. They understand that your level of activities in terms of clinical experience and volunteering and shadowing and all that stuff is likely going to be less than your traditional counterparts. And that's okay. Stop trying to compare yourself to everyone else and just do what you can do with the situation that you are in. Hopefully that was helpful. If you have a question you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go to premedforms.com, click on the non-traditional pre-med discussion and ask your question there. Don't forget to go check out Blueprint MCAT at blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account where you get access to one half-length diagnostic, one full-length practice MCAT exam, as well as a bunch of other goodies, including some, some flashcards coming soon. I won't tell you what those are yet, though. It's a super, super secret that uh, we will find out more information any day now. So go check out blueprintmcat.com today. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.